Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Wednesday, June 7th. It is five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. Out with it, woman. Let's go. You know, our our boss brought us some rise and roll donuts. Yeah, what's a, what is a foot here? Something must something must well, be you know, amiss. They, they've got this sugary cinnamon powder yes. on top, and I've got a little stuck in my throat, <laughs> so I gotta. Uh, do, uh, Rise and Roll, by the way, voted best donut in the yes. entire country, and they are delicious. Speaking of someone who may has have, had a donut, <laughs> I didn't say that. I did. I well, okay, you did great mm-hmm. because I was about to say it. Oh, there's no, <laughs> there's no doubt, no doubt, he's had one. You're talking about Chris Christie. Yes, and since he made his announcement yesterday, it's all fair game now today. Okay, so he has kicked off his second presidential presidential campaign, and he is going after. Donald Trump, the guy that he endorsed, by the way, last time around after he dropped out, he called Trump a lonely, self-consumed mirror hog. Oh. Yeah. That's, uh, thems are fighting words. Yeah, I think so. Well, and again, one of the reasons I love, uh, uh, political season, uh, campaign season, I guess you'd call it, especially on something, the level of the presidency it exposes who people really are. And in the case of someone like a Chris Christie, and this is so many of these people, they need to be perceived as being important. They also need to have an ability to avoid getting a real job. And the government grift is strong. Mm -hmm. And because of the power of these campaigns, you can milk that if you've got any sort of financial backing for quite a while. And Chris Christie is just a perfect example of this. This is a guy who was totally scandal ridden when he was governor. I mean, you know, the Bridgegate, the stuff where he's on the beach and not everybody else allowed to be. I mean, the guy is just a complete a-hole. And so he runs for president. He's naive enough or narcissistic, probably the better word, enough to think, oh, yeah, well, sure, I have a uh, approval rating of eight in my own state. But why wouldn't the nation want me? Goes, does terribly, gets totally, you know, obliterated. He's most famous for destroying Marco Rubio during the campaign. And six years later, seven years later, Mm -hmm. Casey, Mm -hmm. Well, I'll give it a go again. Yeah, let's try. Except this time he's got a different reason for doing sure. it. I don't think it's because he necessarily thinks he's the best candidate or he can even win. He's just trying to be a disruptor and take Trump down with him. And will he be successful? Well, we've got two more names. Okay, Pence announced today. And you've also got Doug Berg, Bergman. Berg, who? Yeah, that's that's what he feels Ex- about his own name. Ex- who am I? Who? Why am I here? Burgum, okay, uh, and he's supposed to announce Gov- joining governor, this field. Governor of North Dakota. Yes. Or for, former governor of North Dakota. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He doesn't matter. He's about to be a former guy running for president. Um, but you're right. It, it is It is a all of these people, if, they, if you hooked him up to a truth serum, or some of them are sociopathic enough, they could probably pass a lie detector, a lie detector test. But if you could get them to honestly tell you, they're not actually running because they think they're going to be president. They're running because it is part of the grift. And that is the word with these people. Is a, They are oftentimes incapable of succeeding 
in the real world, and they recognize that if I can hoodwink or snow or to use a nice word, convince people that I am some viable option for fill in the office. And it's we're talking about presidents, but think about all of these offices. Like, let's just look at Todd Rokita, Secretary of State, Congress, ran for Senate, fails miserably. Next thing, you know, it's no self-reflection. Oh, now I must be attorney general in the interim. I think he was on like the Amtrak board or something. These people need it. Like it's a it is really a very weird, bizarre fetish that they have with needing to lord over other people. I mean, it, it really is disturbing. OK, well, let's take a listen to Chris Christie's announcement. At the end of it, you will have no doubt in your mind who I am and what I stand for and whether I deserve it. So that's why I came back to St. Anselm's, and that's why I came back to Manchester, and that's why I came back to New Hampshire, to tell all of you that I intend to seek the Republican nomination for President of the United States in 2024, and I want your support. Much more subdued announcement when you consider somebody like Tim Scott, who was, oh, America, and it was exciting, and it was electric. This Chris Christie announcement was kind of like, okay, I'm going to do this. Well, Are you with me? It is interesting. He has spent a lot of time in New Hampshire, and I think what he's doing is, and you will see this during presidential campaigns, especially people with limited resources, which Christie will have, is they will defer the opening state if they don't feel it sets up well for them for a couple of reasons. One, if you think you're going to lose anyway, then you can always say, doesn't matter, on to the next state. I'm still relevant because my campaign is based around New Hampshire. That's what he's doing. He's going to get smoked in Iowa, but yeah. then that gives him another week or whatever it is. To spend in New Hampshire. And be on television, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. I wasn't contesting there anyway. And, you know, New Hampshire's kind of a weird state. So maybe from a campaign perspective, it's not a bad idea to say, look, I'm going to put everything in New Hampshire. All the resources are here. Yes, it's Boston TV, but in terms of crisscrossing the state, it's a relatively easy state to hit a lot of diners, hit a lot of, te- you know, bingo halls, mm-hmm. you know, American legions. So you can, other than in a non-media perspective, campaign relatively in a relatively inexpensive fashion. Okay, so he's going to participate in a CNN town hall on Monday. This one is going to be moderated by Anderson Cooper with a live audience. The audience will be a bunch of Republicans. But something, you know what I saw about Mike Pence that I wanted to mention really quick. You know, he spent a lot of time in Iowa and he, in one of his rallies, one of his speeches, he said that Iowa was the state that was closest in similarity to Indiana. So he's trying to he's trying to make Iowa like his second home. Uh, I'm going to defer everything to tomorrow because, again, Casey, I'm going to hold true to my rule that people's announcement day is their day. And tomorrow we're going to have a whole lot of things to begin saying about Mike Pence. And so uh, enjoy your day, Mike. Okay, let's talk about this new poll that came out, said majority of Americans believe the FBI needs reforming. Twenty four percent said it should be shut down. (laughs) permanently. Mm-hmm. Some people not satisfied with the three-letter organization. It's been politicized far too much. And this was an issues and insights poll. So the, the, when you talk about 24% say it should be shut down and rebuilt from scratch, mm-hmm. that is far more than, like, say 30 years ago, there was always the no government of any type people. 
24% of the electorate is far more than the Alex Jones, no mm-hmm. government of any type, conspiracy theory people. What you are seeing, and this has been building for a very, very, very long time, on how the FBI, and it goes, you know, obviously well before this, but kind of the more high-profile, publicized uses of the federal government, inappropriate uses of force by the federal government, the Randy Weavers of the world, the the uh, Waco, Texases of the world. Those were kind of the opening salvo in terms of looking at this and saying, the federal government will destroy you at any time. They will take you out at any time. In the case of a guy like a Randy Weaver, they'll basically set you up to be taken down at any time. And over the years, this chorus has grown to where now it is a mainstream, anybody paying any sort of attention to mainstream national news recognizes Mm -hmm. this organization. Now, not everybody in it, certainly. And I think that needs to be said. But the leadership, but the management, but the people in positions of power will absolutely weaponize this agency of government to take out whoever they want to take out. Well, yeah, and it's been proven over and over again, and we've seen it. It's just an arm of the left. A lot of people saying that it should be shut down and rebuilt from scratch and that it just can't be trusted to do its job. 39% of people, so if you, like you said, 24% um saying it should be just shut down completely well heck that means that's you know there's three of us here in this room right now it means at least one of us thinks that the fbi should be shut down pretty okay well we know who it is (laughs) (laughs) by show of hands rob kendall so i mean that's uh that's that's quite a number it's 14 after 11 it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc okay i've been wanting to talk about this because i'm i don't like it a Fort Wayne man has been charged with a felony in harassment of Jim Banks. And so the Allen County prosecutors charged this guy with intimidation and harassment. He allegedly threatened Jim Banks and his family. And this is where I find it really disturbing. This guy called Jim Banks' office repeatedly, like eight times six, seven times, multiple days in a row. And he left a message to Jim Banks. And he said, here's your choice. Your daughters grow up without their dad or you grow old without your daughters. Boom, boom, you pick. Yeah, obviously this is totally inappropriate. And I'm glad this guy has been arrested. And apparently we've got to have a class on how to deal with politicians you're unhappy about because... They are humans. They are people. They are deserve rights and protections the same way every single other American does. Now, that not to be said that it is it is totally appropriate to call your representative's office if you feel they're letting you down, if you feel that you're disappointed they voted for Kevin McCarthy 15 consecutive times, if you're upset that they were flapping their gums all day on radio and TV about being against the debt ceiling and then not voting on the debt ceiling. Do we know anyone who did that, Casey? Yes, I I know. You're talking about Jim Banks. Oh, I'm talking about Jim Banks, yes. So it is totally appropriate for you to voice your displeasure with that. I will remember this when I vote, blah, blah, blah. But you cannot threaten people. 
You cannot threaten to harm them or their family. That is totally inappropriate. Especially not their children. So they say that threats can include letters to offices, online intimidation, harassment by phone, which is what this guy did. Although there's room for interpretation. I don't care how much you got. You don't like the guy's policies. You don't threaten his family. I mean, the children have absolutely nothing to do with what he's doing in Washington, D.C. No, you're you're 100% 100 right. I mean, that to me, they're just off limits. You're right. You don't go there. But I do want to just make sure that in the list of things that are considered threats and intimidation, pointing out on public radio that a guy voted for Kevin McCarthy 15 times. You are not threatening him. You're just just pointing it out. Casey, I'm trying to get to my end of my point here. Will okay. you please just bear with me? I'm, t- I'm worked up about this. I know you're very Don't worked up. Don't threaten the kids. Uh, I know. I 100% agree. Families are, are off limits. Look, I've agreed that, not even in harassment, that families are off limits unless the in terms of criticizing unless the person is involved in the government or exactly. politics. Like Hunter Biden is totally fair game because he has injected himself exactly. into. But if it's some guy's wife or his kids and they are not involved in campaigning or they're not involved in politics, anything with them should be completely off limits. However, I just want to make sure, Casey, before we go to a break, okay. that in terms of the list, the things they listed uh, that are uh, threats, whatever, that it was not on the list if you are on a public radio station and you point out that a guy voted for Kevin McCarthy 15 times, then the first major thing Kevin McCarthy did, he spent his whole day flapping his gums on this radio station and others across the state saying what a terrible deal it was and how he's going to vote against it and then couldn't be bothered to show up on time to vote. Criticizing that who did, who did that, by the way? Jim Banks. Oh, Jim that. Banks did that, right. Mm-hmm. That is not considered threats or harassment or anything of that nature, right? You're, okay, you're correct. very good. I just yeah. want to make sure. I just want to make sure I'm staying in the in the, in the the lanes, Casey. Yep. 18 after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Twenty-one minutes after eleven, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. I don't know if you've ever heard of redballoon.org. It's a it's a place that you Have can find. Heard fi- of who? Red Balloon. It's a it's a place where you can find a job. It's oh. like, it's like an Indeed or kind of like a LinkedIn. Whoa. You post your resume there. They list jobs. They recently came out with a new ad and it's sarcasm and they're taking aim at the woke workplace. Let's take a listen. When I grow up, I want to work for a woke company. Like super woke. When I grow up, when I grow up, I want to be hired based on what I look like rather than my skills. I want to be judged by my political beliefs. I want to get promoted based on my chromosomes. When I grow up, I want to be offended by my coworkers and walk around the office on eggshells and have my words policed by HR. Words like grandfather, peanut gallery, long time no see, no can do. When I grow up, I want to be obsessed with emotional safety and do workplace sensitivity training all day long. When I grow up, I want to climb the corporate ladder just by following the crowd. I want to be a conformist. I want to weaponize my pronouns. What are pronouns? 
It's time to grow up and get back to work. (laughs) Okay, so they're saying no one grows up wanting to work for a company that censors speech, tells them how to think, or judges them on their skin color or gender. So... (laughs) It's like it on them. <laughs> right. Find a job with a non-woke company. And, uh, hey, hi, hire good people and let them do their job. That's what I say. This may be the biggest and most important news of the day. Are you ready for it? Yes. Apple is going to stop auto-correcting swear words. <laughs> it's going to what? Stop auto-correcting swear words. You know, that word ducking oh yeah it's no longer going to be replaced with the ducking oh how about that uh hammer said that he was testing it out and it works just fine <laughs> this morning there's no auto correcting going on this is part of the uh apple the ios 17 update i'm sure you if you have an iphone you've received a message that there's an update available well how exciting i have not needed to type that word in a mm-hmm. while so i guess uh i will just uh just look forward to, to now being the, able to swear with the, you know, without uh, hesitancy and worry about any sort of interference from uh, from anyone in terms of getting my true thoughts out to the friends I'm sending messages. You get ready, Kev. You're going to end for a problem, pal. So um, you've cleaned up your language. What What's your young friend, the listener who told you he doesn't like it? When Jude. You, Jude, yeah. right. Because of Jude, he has said that he doesn't like it when you use bad language. Right. You've cleaned it up. Yeah, I've tried to so, do much better. So you're, you're not... This it won't affect you at all then. No. This this ducking update. I mean, I'm not saying I'm perfect or never foul mm-hmm. up, but it's, it's nice to know that when I do foul up now, I won't have some autocorrect reminding right. me of how I'm falling short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the update apparently also is going to improve autocorrect autocorrect's ability to fix grammatical errors oh. as well, and it's also gonna like when you spacebar, it will try to attempt to autofill what it thinks the word is that yeah. you're looking for. It's 25 minutes after 11, and you know what happens tomorrow besides the Greg Pence story time? Oh. It's the 57th annual Strawberry Festival. Oh, wow. It's right here on the circle, right? Yes, right. Coming up. Okay, so they expect to have four to six tons of strawberries, and they expect to feed tens of thousands of hungry Hoosiers, so you can get the homemade shortcake, the scoop of vanilla ice cream, strawberries and syrup, all time topped with whipped cream and uh, just order the works. 15,000 strawberry shortcakes is what they expect. You going to go down there? You going to get yourself something? You know, I saw it last year from the balcony and it looked pretty exciting, although the line was rather long. Yeah, you're a you're a go you're a, what I call a goer into, like you see events and you like to go into them and be a part of them. Mm-hmm. I try to stay away from things, mm-hmm. but you are a goer into her. But that's the difference between you and I. I actually like people. Well, that's true. It's a good point. <laughs> it's 26 after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. from one of the country's most famous Democrat families, and I believe it was Monday was the 55th anniversary of Robert Kennedy's assassination and his son, Robert Kennedy Jr., running for president. Uh, Interesting, because he's running against (laughs) Biden, who also says that he's 
staying in the race. He's still going to run for president. But RFK Jr. was joining Elon Musk on Twitter spaces and another one doing his thing on Twitter spaces. And he says that the feds are victimizing Americans. Ukraine can't win the war. And he also called for shutting down the border. He actually, he took a visit to the border the other day. And Kevin, can we play that audio of him? Uh, he was there early in the morning. It was like 2 a.m. when he went to the border. Hey, everybody, I'm at the border wall around Yuma, Arizona. It's about 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, we've watched about 150 people come across. You can see the end of the wall down there. And we've watched about 150 people come across in the last hour. The first group were about uh, 50 or 60 people from Africa, from West Africa. This group that is filing behind me right now, we interviewed many of them. Uh, they're from Peru, Afghanistan, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, Afghanistan, Bangladesh, India, China, Tibet, Nepal. And all together, uh, people have come across right here from 117 nations in the last couple of years. In three years, in total, seven million people have come across the border illegally into our country. And from here, they're put on these buses. So he he says that we should shut down the border completely. And this was when he was talking with Elon Musk on the Twitter spaces. They had a little back and forth. Tulsi Gabbard joined him at one point. I don't like this Twitter spaces thing. It's too hard to keep track of what's going on. Well, you know, one thing that is positive about it is that there it wasn't glitch-filled yeah. like it was with Ron DeSantis. Well, I'm going to guess there were not quite as many people who were interested in tuning in. By a lot, because I believe when Ron DeSantis was there, it, was, it got up to 650,000. Yeah. When RFK Jr. was there, it was... 65,000. Right. And that seems about so right quite now. Quite a difference. Now, here's what's interesting about RFK Jr. And I will say, preface by saying he has no chance of actually being the Democrat nominee for president. They will never allow this to happen. Okay. Now, you say that, but he seems to be polling a lot Doesn't, better than well, anybody thought he would. But that's my point, Casey. He will probably do better than people anticipate in the early states. He may get somewhere between 15 and 20% of the vote. Don't know. It depends on how much money he's able to raise. Can't you know? Can he effectively run television ads? Can he, you know, whatever? And then the Democrats have a different calendar now, so it's going to be a little bit, a little bit harder for him to do that. They did rig the count. Cal- James Clyburn admitted they rigged the calendar in favor of of Biden mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. So uh, it will be it will be interesting. Now he that, that being said, I think he's going to have the staying power to make it to the actual election itself. And he is raising great points. He went on the Twitter spaces. And speaking of, he was talking about the border. Mm-hmm. He called for a complete shutdown of the border. Over the next three days, be meeting with people from the Border Patrol and elsewhere to try to formulate policies uh, that will seal the border permanently. And stressing the school systems, stressing the, the social service systems for people who are already, for Americans who are already struggling. It needs to be turned off. Sounds very Trump, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing. A lot of his ideas seem more right-leaning than left. Yeah. Especially his stance on the anti-vax. I mean, he's been doing that for a long time. That's This isn't just the COVID uh, vaccine. You say more right-leaning than left, but here's where we're at in society now. 
isn't it more appropriate to say they see more common sense uh, than left? Yeah. I mean, the idea more of you, middle. you have a cavalcade of people crossing our border illegally. Wouldn't common sense as an American say, we got to put a stop to that? Right. That's not a, that doesn't mean, does not sound like a liberal, uh, a Republican well, or I guess Democrat I, thing. I, I say right because you associate that with Trump yeah. putting up the wall, shutting yeah. down the border, Title 42, as opposed to the Biden administration where just anybody come on in, just sign up on the app and you're free to wander about the country. Now, he also was talking with Elon Musk, and I thought this was really interesting, about buying Twitter. He praised Elon for the, promoting the free flow of information and free speech. He basically blasted those on the left trying to stop it. Yeah, it, it is free speech, and the free flow of information is the water, it's the sunlight, it's the fertilizer, it's the soil of democracy. Without it, democracy withers and dies. There's never been a time in history when we look back and say that the people who are censoring free speech were the good guys. They're always the bad guys. They're always it's always the first step toward totalitarianism. Okay. Uh, he can do some damage, Casey. I'm again. I'm not sure. He, I'm, I'm, well, that's why I'm wondering. Like he, he's polling it like 20. percent Yeah, but it's not. It's not going to be enough. And the way delegates are a- allocated, and I mean, they're going to totally rig it in favor of Biden. The Democrats are not going to allow their sitting president, if indeed he chooses to run, which it looks like he is, to lose to a guy who has a lot of views that aren't even Democrat anymore and is a bad mouther of the Democrat party. They're just not going to allow that. Now, again, he could be an agitator. He can be an annoyance. Mm -hmm. He'll continue to get on places like Newsmax and Fox News and and places like that because they're interested in, hey, this guy's going to dump on Biden and he's a Democrat, so let's put him out there. Right. Let's get his take on things. Do you think that him speaking out more will hurt the... The, the true blue uh, liberals make them question, I don't know about Biden this time. No, because those people are not wed to a person. They're wed to insanity. And <laughs> I, I mean, you laugh, but it's true. I mean, they are not, those people have no idea what they're doing. They have no idea what they're actually for. They know, I mean, they know in the sense of they want more government, they want bigger government, they want complete control. Mm-hmm. And many of those people are just total whack jobs and they will it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what they're actually doing to you the idea of the thing is always bigger than the reality so the idea of the the idea of the cause is always bigger than the result that will be produced. And so it doesn't matter that Biden can't form sentences. It doesn't matter that he says, I plan on being a PGA. It doesn't matter that, <laughs> you know, he's making up stories about people that, you know, didn't exist or didn't exist in the timeline or that he claims. asking for dead people to stand up and be acknowledged. None of it matters, Casey. Yeah. They will vote for that because there is no principle in these people whatsoever. Okay, so something happened. Was this last night that this happened? I'm talking about the conservative revolt against the GOP leaders on the this. House floor. So several bills were, were going up and f- there were four different bills. They related to the gas stoves, uh, regulatory reform, and all of these, this big effort by the GOP leadership to advance these bills. Um, there was 
it was, it was kind of a middle finger to Kevin McCarthy, wasn't it? Yeah, so the, the a group of uh, conservatives, basically the same people who tried everything within their power to stop Kevin McCarthy from becoming speaker and then did everything in their power to stop this debt ceiling, uh, which Kevin McCarthy and uh, was wholeheartedly informed Biden is elated about, said, okay, mm-hmm. you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. And they have begun to gum up the works on everything. And I think this is a precursor to them trying to oust McCarthy as speaker. And we talked about this at the time. The problem McCarthy is going to have is he gave away so much in terms of rules and procedures in order to become the speaker that he can't ignore these people, and yet he completely ignored these people on the debt ceiling. And so I think this is the beginning of them saying, okay, we have the right to try to remove you. We're going to try to do that. So it's the beginning of the end, possibly. I, I come back to this. What would the difference be? Because you always hear the thing, well, but you can't have a Democrat in there. What what would the difference have been between I in mean, the debt ceiling? Right, like nothing. What, like I mean, what there's moderate, just very minor things. That don't, I mean, what Biden would have they would have the raised work requirements I mean, would have stayed the same age. I mean, McCarthy eliminated the debt ceiling for two years. There is no debt ceiling. That uh, the Democrats would have at least probably just cl- passed a clean one and then you go through it again. McCarthy eliminated it. There is no difference between these two parties. I don't know how much clear it has to be. So good, screw him. I hope they get him out of there. I don't care if a Democrat gets in there. I said it from the beginning. It was going to happen. And it is amazing, Casey. Mm -hmm. And I know we hit on this earlier, but it is amazing that intellectual mega giants, clearly Menza worthy people uh, could have, uh, you know, definitely exceeded in all facets of uh, trivia contests and Jeopardy episodes like Jim Banks just couldn't figure that out. That just amazes me. That he, a guy of, I mean, he clearly has just far superior intellect to a radio broadcaster such as myself, uh, didn't see that coming and was forced to, oh, wait, he wasn't forced to vote against the debt ceiling because he didn't vote at all because, well, we don't know where Jim Banks where was. Where he was. Yeah, you, we don't know. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Hogsett. Where, where were yeah. you? Where were you? And isn't it amazing that the media's just let that go, that mm. nobody's questioning Jim Banks? How is, because of course, Jim will never come on this show, but how is everyone's first question when they interview him, whether it's that chick up in Fort Wayne or if he comes on another show here, the first question has to be, where were you during the debt ceiling? How did you miss this vote after flapping your gums all day? Because that's what people like Jim Banks do. They want to see themselves on TV. They want to hear themselves on the radio. They don't want to do the actual work. Where were you? How'd you miss the vote? And I don't want to hear any bull crap about, well, I was in line and they closed the voting. <laughs> oh, get lost. <laughs> One thing that I think is very telling about what happened yesterday in Congress was uh, Matt Gates. He said, we're frustrated at the way this place is operating. Is that not a telltale sign of what's coming for Kevin McCarthy. The whole thing sucks. Kevin McCarthy sucks. The Republican <laughs> Party sucks. Uh, I say burn it to the ground, baby. That's, that's a hot take from Rob Kendall. <laughs> 11.43, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. 
Hmm, can't reach this page. So, just for fun, during the break, um, I tried to pull up the Public Investment Fund, which mm-hmm. is the Saudi Arabian government's unlimited cash grab account by which they have purchased, uh, essentially purchased, the PGA Tour. And this will give you some perspective on how awful these people are that the uh, American golf, as a sense of world golf, basically, is just bowed a knee to. Our work computers will not allow us to pull up the public investment fund Mm-mm. website on our work computers. They have deemed they have deemed these people mm-hmm. on their website so dangerous that what are you getting an error as well? No, well I got just hourglassing, hourglassing, and then click here if it doesn't redirect automatically. So I clicked there and then it hourglassed and now it's giving me that image. Hmm, can't reach this page. So PIF.gov.sa. Now, maybe they're being bombarded with people that are looking at it, but I would find that hard to believe that Saudi Arabia couldn't produce a website that, that people who are interested in golf would be checking it out. I'm going to try it again. So, nope. Uh, <laughs> I, look, this is a disaster. I mean, this is a complete disaster that American golf, world golf, essentially, because the, the BT, DP World Tour is in with them as well, mm-hmm. uh, have just basically handed over the keys to these guys. Now, they can say whatever they want. Well, the PG Tour will still be uh, administering everything and directing everything with their money. Mm -hmm. It's their money. It's the Saudi blood money that's going to be paying for this. And as we started the show today, Casey, they are buying culture. That is what they are doing. They are buying culture with the uh, ability to force themselves into the room and into the conversations to further. It's like if you can think of a military battle, sometimes there is a very large fight or over a very small plot of land, and people will go, well, why did they do that? It's not the plot of land itself. It's a very all- large fight over a small plot of land? Which is... Something comes to mind. Yeah, exactly. But go ahead. It's what, it's what the plot of land gives you access to. You will see, you know, whether it's riverways or whatever. Uh, the uh, and This is what, in this case, they have done. They have scored. It cost them billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, they will be... They are victorious in the sense of they now have unfettered access to the to another part of American culture, more importantly for them, the sponsors that come with 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 that part of American culture. I wonder golf. if that will change the sponsors. Well, it's going to be so. Two things that will be very interesting to me. Number one, by the way, Rory McIlroy came mm-hmm. out and said, "quote I still hate live. I like I hate live. It goes away, and I would fully expect that it does. I think it's where the the distinction is here. This is PGA, DP World Tour, and PIF. That's very different from live. No, it's not. I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, he either got forced to say that, or he's a complete moron. Well, he went on to say that he feels like a sacrificial lamb. Well, he should speaking because, out against." Live. I mean, you cannot separate yourself. It doesn't matter what the merger says. It's where's the where's the money coming from? And the money, it's very clear in this deal, is coming from Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. That's why the PGA Tour did the, did the deal. Uh, I just, I am just totally floored that these guys are deemed so dangerous that our work will not access, access their website. Rory McIlroy said that it was a surprise. He was actually on the on a Canadian golf course when it happened, and he said he knew there were dis- discussions going on in the background, but he didn't expect it to happen as quickly as it did. Many people have been saying that this deal with PGA and, and Liv, it's a day that people will remember for a long time, and it 
It's not to do with the golf. Well, here's a, the best example I come up with, and this is a terrible example, but I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Remember when our station got sold? Mm-hmm. And remember how that came down? Yeah. Hey, there was no semblance of, oh, my gosh, they're in deep talks. Emma's is in deep talks with Urban One and blah, blah, blah. And it's, you know, we're going to tell you guys, keep you guys abreast. It's just, hey, there's been a conference call and all employees are required to be on the conference call. Hey, we've been sold. Who has jobs? Wish you the best. <laughs> now, obviously, Urban One and Saudi Arabia not even on the same planet. No. But we're saying, I mean, this is what those players are feeling. Hey, congratulations. We've merged with uh, a bunch of lunatics. What does that mean? Wish you the, the best. best. <laughs> now, is there a situation where there could be certain players that would be uninvited? Well, and this is like, what, are the rules going to change? This is what's going to be fascinating. And they haven't been clear on anything. One, the first question is, how are they going to handle the guaranteed contracts for guys like Mickelson and DeShamwow and Dustin Johnson? How are they going to handle those guaranteed contracts? Because they have them. PGA players don't. Number two, the PGA Tour is a gigantic gigantic fundraiser for communities when they come in like a great example is the john deere classic which is a small tournament but it's in the quad cities the amount of money it raises is supposedly the number one fundraiser every year for various local charities in that area saudi arabia don't got no interest in fundraising you know where the live money goes to the golfers yeah a lot of the pga money doesn't go to the golfers it goes to these charities that they raise what's going to happen to that are they, because clearly they're going to want an international footprint, are they going to take these tournaments like the John Deere that depend on the money raised and go, you're out now, mm-hmm. we're doing a tournament in Saudi Arabia this weekend. Right. Uh, there's just so many things that are totally unanswered, and this is going to be a disaster. Okay, we've got one minute left. Before we get out of here, I wanted to play this audio. This is Paula Scanlon. She's a 22 graduate of the University of Pennsylvania. She is a former University of Pennsylvania teammate of Leah Thomas. You remember the trans swimmer? And she has now joined the ranks of Riley Gaines. Prior to that meeting, I would have one-on-one conversations with pretty much everyone on the team. And then after that meeting, they really scared us. The university wanted us to be quiet and they did it in a very effective way. Like they continue to just tell us that our opinions were wrong and that if we had an issue with it, we were the problem. And it's frightening and your future job is on the line. So she is speaking out against the mob to reveal how girls used to hide in bathroom stalls to avoid changing next to male athletes. Tomorrow's story day, Casey. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening today. We're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.